What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mike Dub. Good morning to everybody. Good night to everybody, wherever y'all at and listening. Hope everybody is well during this COVID situation. Um, I, went, I was inspired to do this podcast briefly, quick podcast, by um my boy, Jay Lewis. Check his Lewis podcast, which came out, a.k.a. Max Ronan. Um, in this podcast, I want to talk about Cause I've never talked about this before, except for like with other people. But I want to personally talk about the Knicks, the New York Knicks. If you're from New York or America, you should know about the Knicks. Um, cause I am a fellow fellow fan of the Knicks, and I just want to talk about how I became a Knicks fan and how do I feel the Knicks is going and what I personally feel they need to do. Because, like I said, I have these conversations with people and, like, I watch Nick's podcast and whatnot. But I never fully give my full opinion. And nobody really understands. Because when you're a fan of a team who've lost and been losing since you was born, um, and the best times, as a matter of fact, the best times of their careers was when they was um the best times of their careers was before you was born and then when you was born they had some good times but they never went to a championship so you gonna you're gonna lose a lot of fans a lot of trust in people when they tell you why wow, you're a nick fan and nick's nothing but embarrassing and this and that but when you're a real lifelong fan you're a lifelong fan, thick and thin, too. When they they have nothing to when they become something. It's like being down with a woman or a down woman being down with you from the get-go. You're going to see something in them that nobody else going to see. So you're going to stick with them till they make it. And when they don't, you're going to still be a fan of them. Well, this is a quick. I'm, I've ranted on a little bit, but I'm gonna get to the point now. I became a Knicks fan since I was young, since 2000s, because I can't really say the 90s. Since 2000s, I was a Knicks fan when they had Allen Houston. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of people from them times, but Allen Houston is I remember. I used to like Allen Houston, like Charles Spewell. I used to like them. They used to be doing their thing. And I was a fan of them. Eventually, over time, I stopped being a fan of them. Because I started seeing the disappointments. And I didn't like the front office where they was going. And I didn't like what they was doing personally. As fans and as a team. So... I stopped being a fan of them. I stopped really fucking with them. But I started turning back being a fan, I think, in 2006, 2007, when I started freshman year in high school. I was a fan. I was in low-key fans. Like, I was never really jacking them outside unless you like, really, really knew me. I was never really promoting them like that because I was embarrassed. It felt, hey, listen, when you're, like I said before, you're a fan of a team, We've been nothing but losing your whole life. It's embarrassing.
The last time they won a chip was in 1972. We are in 2020. You do the math, people. Um, It's almost about to be 50 years. 50 years. And I became a fan, like a real fan again. 2006, 2007, I started jacking them. So fast forward now, because now we can get to the good part. Fast forward of when, because I was there through the Isaiah Thomas era. I was there through all this era. And the number one problem with the Knicks, I realize, is the Knicks automatically don't have no direction. I always compare the Knicks to a person when you have no direction in life. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know where you want to go. You're just at the bottom. You're lost. You're not getting it. You're not trying. You're not pushing yourself. And I compare the Knicks to that. The only difference is they being... The only difference is the front office, which is supposed to be you, your brain, and you know what I'm saying, your, your heart, your, your, your willpower, and not functioning properly to do what they need to do. And what I mean by that is, for the Knicks is, they're not functioning, trying to get the right people. They keep running around with this this obsession of getting stars to play. Because the last big star we had was 1985. Shout out to Patrick Ewing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jamaica, by the way. You know, he's, he's Jamaican. Shout out to all my Jamaican friends out there. All that good shit. Um... And they want to get so much stars. And Sorry for that, people. I just, like, really woke up. They want to get so much stars, and they just want to, you know, put themselves in the limelight of feeling like they on Broadway Street, and they can get everybody, and they might want to run to the Knicks. But the realest shit, Kevin Durant said in a podcast was that he said nobody want to come to the Knicks no more because their whole record and everything we've learned from them since growing up in the 90s up has been nothing but losing. Because the last time they went to the to the to the finals was 94-95. Yeah, that was against Houston Rockets, where they lost, I think, in 95. They lost to the Rockets after John Starks hit that game three and missed. After he got blocked by Akeem, and then he did the one of the most embarrassing game sevens in NBA history. And we've, and I think 94, I forgot who we played. I think we played the Rockets again. I don't know. I had to like, really look at it again. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we lost to the Rockets in 94. Hold on. I'm going to look at it now. And I'm going to see what, who, did they, who did we play against. Now, mistake. Yeah, we lost to the Rockets in 94. And then in 95, we played. We lost to the Rockets. In seven games. We lost to the Rockets. 
think 95. I don't think we went to a championship in 90. No, we only went to the... No, nah, we only went to the Eastern Conference semis in 95. Oh, well. See, we didn't really have that much success. But I'm back on track with it. Um, Yeah, we lost... In 94, 95. But I feel that's the problem with the Knicks. Nobody want to come to the Knicks no more. And to play in the Knicks Garden, you got to, in my opinion, to play in the Knicks Garden, you got to be tough. You got to be strong. You got to be willing to take the Knicks media, take the Knicks crowd. Because New York is a tough place. You've been in New York. New York is a tough place. And you cannot come out here with this little lollygag behavior. Thinking stuff gonna be cool, cause Nick the New York would eat you up and spit you out alive. No homo people, people thinking this is no homo. Yeah, would chew you up and spit you out alive. Shit is crazy out here. It's really the concrete jungle, and back in them times, it was definitely the concrete jungle. Now, it still is the concrete jungle, media wise. Um, so you gotta be tough. And I feel a lot of people can't even play in New York to begin with. They're not built for it. Honestly, I don't feel I don't feel Kevin Durant's built for New York Knicks in general. Because he sounds like he, he's just a... I'm going to be honest. He's a bitch anyway. That man got a whole burner account, which is private. Be tweeting stuff like a female. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. He's not built for that New York media anyway. Knicks-wise. And I feel they don't want to be responsible. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to be alpha dog. They don't want to be responsible. And that's how I feel. Um, also, the the owner, James Dolan, is an asshole. He don't really care about um the fans or the winning a championship. All he really care about is just money and care about just getting more money. And that's what it is when it comes to him personally. Um, I believe the Knicks. What can I do? The Knicks need to focus on developing their squad. Luckily, I started like really getting into the podcast movements of looking and reading, watching podcasts. Um, through probably a year or two ago. So I started really digging in and trying to see what about the Knicks is personally their problem. Instead of hearing it from the outside source, I tried to say, oh, yeah, they just they just trash. And I started realizing they have no developmental squad, period. They have no real um direction. And thank God now we got Leon Rose. He used to be a big sports agent, I guess. And now he's like the president. And we got Worldwide West. And World, if you know Worldwide West, he's been everywhere. And we also drafted, um, we drafted, not drafted, we got, we fixed the front office, thank God. And we got um, Tom Thibodeau. I personally don't really like Tom Thibodeau because he's a great coach, but I personally don't like him because um, Tom Thibodeau is very... When he went to the Bulls, 
he had a lot of um he's known for defense. And that's the one thing we lack, defense. And Tom Thibodeau is going to bring the defense intensity and make sure the team play defense, proper defense or whatnot. They had something called ice defense when he played on the Bulls. I don't really know that much about it, so I can't really speak on it. Um, Maybe in a later video, if I bring up the Knicks again, because I'm going to start doing the Knicks probably every week. I don't know when the day, but one day I'm going to do the Knicks again. And I'm going to start keep basically putting up my podcast for the Knicks and just have a little, like a little section for the Knicks. I'm going to talk about other things slowly, solely. And also, we're going to definitely have videos with my bros, um, which is Ryan Ruger and my Ronan group. But, we gonna, like I said, I'm going to try to do stuff personally and solely as well. Because I have things in my mind I don't really talk about. So, I'm going to start talking about it to America, to the world, you know. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tom Thibodeau is... Is a good coach, but I believe deep down inside. Hold on. Oh, okay. He's a good coach, but I believe deep down inside, like, they could have got Tenny Atkinson or somebody else. But I like who they surrounded him with. They have this jazz. Again, if you're not a Knicks fan, you're going to read, you're going to hear these things and, like, okay, this means nothing. But. We're going to see what direction and proper direction and proper movements. We're going to see where we can build around. Because we have a, two cornerstones. I personally don't believe that cornerstones yet. Which is R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. The 6-6 or 6-7 guard from Duke and Mitchell Robinson from I don't know where. But I definitely like them together. What we personally need is a point guard who's preferably who can drive to the basket, penetrate to the basket, but also shoot three so they can space the floor for RJ because RJ weakest thing is shooting. And I seen they fix his jump shot a little bit so probably he can hit more threes or hit more mid ranges. Um we definitely need to move Julius Randle. Julius Randle is cool, but the problem with Julius Randle is he's not a number one option. I don't know why they made him a number one option. David Fisdale, the the last coach we had last year, he was horrendous. Don't know what the fuck he was doing. Don't know why he was even coach. But hey, it's be it's that's beyond me though. Um, Mike Miller was good, but they let Mike Miller go. They didn't bring him back, so I guess they can do what they need to do in that situation. But, like I said, they build up, because I'm kind of ranting, so this going to kind of rant, be kind of all over the place. I'm trying to get back used to this podcast stuff. But, um, okay, the front office. The front office, they got Tom Thibodeau now. He's definitely solidified, definitely going to put in work, going to definitely build up the culture. They got him for five years, if I'm not mistaken. So that's good. Got him locked in. I hope they don't trade him. Or change the coach. You need to stop doing that, changing coaches. Um, we also got somebody from the 
Utah Jazz talent. He used to run with the Utah Jazz. He was definitely um he's definitely good. He is a scout developer. He helped develop um not not scout developer, he's scout like yeah, scout developer. He scouted and found Donovan Mitchell. That doesn't mean, oh, once we get him, we don't get another Donovan Mitchell, but we can get somebody proper who makes sense. Because that's another thing. Without no real front office, we've been getting nothing but fuckery and trading away picks, trading away picks in a future who became like Donovan Mitchell or, or certain people we could have had. Like we Knicks could have had Stephen Curry. Do you understand that? The Knicks could have had Stephen Curry, but we traded away and did dumb drafts and did dumb picks and dumb trades. And it was horrendous. And it's and that's I hope now it can change with the front office. Hopefully, thank God we got finally got a front office. We got a um developmental squad. We got somebody named Kenny Payne. He used to work with John Calipari from the Kentucky He. If you know about Kentucky, they had the likes of, you know, um, notable names is Carney Towns, some other names. I can't remember off the top of the head right now. I'm going to try to look and see. Um, Anthony Davis, John Wall, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Rager Rondo, Michael Kildred, Michael Kildress, whatever his name is. We had Julius Randle. These are we didn't have them. These are people that that left um Kentucky, graduated from Kentucky. Who's in the NBA now? Some of these dudes are trash. So I'm not gonna say half these names. Um Jamal Murray is a last probably Alaska name and De'Aaron Fox. And bam, out of bio. So I'm saying, and Shai Gidges Alexander, I'm saying that now to say, not saying we're going to get them in the future because they have something called CAA, if I'm not mistaken. That's Leon Rose, little thing. Certain people's under them, and we probably can get them in the future. I don't know. I'm not banking on it. I'm not holding my head on it. I'm not jumping, throwing pennies in the well for it. I'm going to just see where it goes from there. We have other people on the developmental squad I don't really know about, but I guess we have a person who does analytics, crunch numbers. We got, we have better people who's proper suited. We have also to fill out the Knicks bench, like coaching staff, we have Mike Woodson. My last time Mike Woodson was the coach of the Knicks, he brought them to the second round. I know that don't mean anything, but then again, the last time we touched the playoffs, people, was 1999 with Larry Johnson. Now, we could have won that chip, but half of the team was injured. And then that was a year Tim Duncan lost his damn mind and won the ring. So, Spurs. Um, so, we have a couple people now in the in the... We got Mike Woodson. We got 
if I'm not mistaken, who else is on the coaching staff? The coaching staff is definitely different this year. We got Nick. We got Kenny Payne, um, Johnny Bryant. Yeah, Johnny Bryant is a dude who used to work with the Utah Jazz. Sorry, he's the one who used to help develop and help. Um, what's his face? Um, Donovan Mitchell. So that definitely a big upgrade. But we gonna see what I feel the Knicks need to do with the roster is trade away Alfred Payton. He's trash. Trade away um um trade away Alfred Payton. Trade away Julius Randle. Don't worry about LaMelo Ball. I feel that's nothing to it. I feel people too worried about LaMelo Ball. And they worried about what the the Knicks get in the draft. Don't worry about that. I feel Knicks fans need to also stop worrying about um stop reading these blogs. A lot of these blogs are fake. And you have to understand a lot of people is fake. They just saying bullshit. And let's be for real. A magician never gonna give you the hand. So people, Tom Thibodeau and Leon Rose are smart. They're not gonna tell you exactly what they want. They're gonna tell you names. And make you think that they want them and probably don't. So people could pass up on them or they can have their own way of getting them. So these things, you and my Chris Paul and, and, and Carmelo and all these other people, they not getting these niggas. Nine times they're not going to get them. So cause they, they said it themselves, they want to develop the young superstars and develop R.J. Barrett because they feel that's their cornerstone. And the reason why R.J. Barrett had a bad rookie season to some people's eyes is because, again, they had no real spacing on the team. So they need to get a stretch four. I would say Davis Bertans from the Washington Wizards because he definitely can shoot over a three-point clip, which can open the floor for R.J. Um, They want to get Killian Hayes. He's a French player from the draft. That's definitely a good look as well because he does good pick and roll. He's size. He has good size, good weight on him, and he can definitely shoot. So that can help RJ as well. Um, That's basically it. Um, That's basically it. That's for the Knicks in general. I feel put like this. If you're a Knicks fan, if you're not a Knicks fan, and if you just don't give a damn about the Knicks, period. If you're a low-key Knicks fan, rep your team. If you're a Knicks fan, don't be afraid, bro. Don't be afraid, woman. Don't be afraid. We need to band together. Don't be fake. Don't be them people who don't know what they want, don't want to be jacking them. Then when the championship come, they in the parade, screaming and showing titties, all type of bullshit. Um, that's how I personally feel. And... That's it, people. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed the rant. That was a long rant. The next video I put up shouldn't be this long. But may peace be upon you. 
Pray for Nigeria. Shout out to my bro, Dini 90. Shout out to Max Ronan. Shout out to Rock Dollars. Thank you for checking in. The boy Mike Dub, and I'm AKA Shaolin Ghost, and I'm out.